0: Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Unlock Show. I'm your host, Tracy Wilson. Today, I want to talk about this particular topic. It's such an important uh, topic in my mind because over a number of years of having started many different businesses, some of which have been all on my own, some have required or I felt the need to uh, bring on business partners. And so if you are somebody right now that... Whether you're looking for business partners in your business or maybe you're not right now, but somewhere down the track, you are probably going to want to have some sort of business partner in whatever business venture you decide to start. I want to share with you these 10 traits that over the years I have come to learn are extremely important. And as I, as I kind of go through today's show and I share them with you, they might be a little bit outside of the box. They might not be the norms that most people would say, Hey, you need to go and look for. And like I said, I have learned these over the years through making actually some mistakes in the sorts of people that I have uh, brought on board to be business partners with me. Um, and like I said, and, and they have turned out to be not so fantastic partnerships and have had to uh, end up in the dissolving of that partnership. But again, Through my lessons and through learning these things, and really now, I suppose uh, in employing a a very um, high level of discernment when it comes to looking for a business partners, I've come up with these ten traits that I really look for. These are going to be in no particular order, and of course, they're not extensive. There may be some other things that you want to look for, but like I said, there also might be some of the things that are a little bit not normal. Now, I want to tell you a little bit of a story, and this goes back to my my days of being a um, being an executive in a large banking organisation. And I remember back when I was I was actually starting to recruit because I was in a I was in a town or in a city that had a huge amount of turnover. So I was a new regional manager to this particular area. It had staff shortages left, right, and centre. And we were looking for employing a whole bunch of of new uh, team members and new staff members. And the moral of the story, I'm going to get to, and you'll see the absolute correlation here in a few moments. So when I was in that role, I was recruiting some new uh, team members, and we had to do like mass recruitment. We had to... We had to recruit something like 30 people all in a very short space of time to be able to get them up to speed and get them into our branches so that we could actually run optim- optimally because all of the staff that were in the branches at that time were really starting to feel the pressure and the pinch and we just were not delivering the level of service that we needed to, to, our, to our customer base because everybody was tired. They were stretched to their absolute limits. So when... When I think back to what I did back then, I actually created an environment where all of the staff were actually on the lookout. So I wanted them to go out into to the community. And when they were shopping or when they were out just you know, dealing with various different people, we had this list of the sorts of people that we wanted to employ into our business. So I actually did a, a, a session with all of the team and said, you know, if we were to bring in some new people into our team, what sort of people would we be looking for? And I actually got the team to rattle off the different traits and the different behaviors that they wanted to see in the new team member. And I asked them then to go out into the community and just start being aware. So the first thing, obviously, that we did was be become aware ourselves of the sort of person that we were looking for or people we were looking for to join our team. And when the team sort of when they understood that that was the type of person they were looking for and they were actually really involved in the process of What sort of people were we going to employ, they became very invested in the process. And it meant that you were actually at the time, we actually created this environment, the supportive environment. So when the new people were actually being employed and they started working with us, that the team really wanted to love them up. They wanted to make them feel welcome. Why? Because they had some skin in the game and they had some, some uh, you know, say in the process. So as they went out and they started looking in the local community for the types of traits they were looking for, they might find these people in a supermarket. Now, this is a this is a real um I, I suppose one of the things that most the mistake that most people make, whether they are looking for new employees or they are looking for business partners, is that they look Based on skill alone. So they're looking at, does the person tick all the boxes and do they have, let's say financial skills? Do they have, um, customer service skills? Do they have all of these things that you need in your business right now? And what I want, um, what I really understood over time is that you can teach people skills, but you cannot Always teach. You know, you've heard the story. You can't teach a, an old dog new tricks. Well, you can teach them the new, the new um, ways of doing things. You can teach them how, but you can't always teach them easily to adapt to the right type of attitude. So I always employed based on attitude and and the types of traits and behaviours that we wanted the person to display or exhibit when they started working for us. So send the crew out, they're looking in the local community and they're looking for people who are giving fantastic service, who they could identify and actually see and observe them working in their current environment as a team player, as so, all of the things that we were looking for in that, uh, as a as a staff member, I got the team members to go out and, and find them, and what they started to do was come back to the business and say, "Hey, I saw." Robin or I saw um, Hannah down at the local shopping center when I was doing my groceries and oh my God, the level of service she gave me was unbelievable. Like she was attentive, she was doing this, she was doing that. And so what we were able to do is, is identify the traits that these people would exhibit before they even started working with us. Because we knew that if we did it that way, when they started working for us and with us, that A, they would be brought into a very supportive environment because all the team had buy into that process. And secondly, we knew that they already had the traits that we were looking for. And that then all we had to do was teach them the skills. Now that leads me to what I'm looking for in business partners so the same kind of mentality or appro- approach needs to be applied and you know it's really interesting because even though i did that back then and it worked really really well somehow in my early stages of entrepreneurship i kind of forgot all of that and went completely down the road of i need to find somebody who's got the skill set and can do the things that i can't do that, my friends, is a really big mistake. And you do not want to do that. And here's what you want to start looking for instead. And like I said, I mentioned that I've got these 10 10- Traits that I now look for, and I'm and I'm often looking for these beforehand. And you want to try and do this as much as you can. So you, again, it's like you going out into your local community, and you are becoming the local watchdog, so to speak. You are really employing the the skill of people watching and people analyzing, and you're you're watching from a distance how the person actually behaves. What traits and what things are they exhibiting externally that potentially might be a good fit for you. So the first lesson is don't employ or don't don't take somebody on as a business partner purely because they have a skill set that you don't have. Why? Because that makes you interdependent. That requires you depend on them and they then depend on you. You want to employ somebody who actually has, you know, really good values that aligns with your values. Because when they align with your values, as you start to roll out new things in your business, they're going to be right on the same page as you and not going to be giving you a lot of pushback and resistance because they believe and the values that they have are in total alignment with yours. The second is you want to try to understand kind of what, What makes them tick? What is their belief system? What are the belief patterns that they have? And often you can do this purely by watching. You can start to observe what are the things that they do because I've now come to realize after many, many years that people's behaviors are actually driven by their values and by the beliefs that they hold. And often those beliefs are not always truths, So you need to get to the bottom of, you know, what is the truth for them, but based on their values, it will actually start to drive the behaviors that they have. So again, this is about alignment and making sure that your potential new business partner has the same set of beliefs that you have. Again, because it's going to help you to create flow in your business and you'll find that you will have a lot less resistance with the person and feel like you're not having to kind of, like you, you won't be butting heads so often because you're totally in alignment and on the same page. The next thing that you want to make sure that you have, again, if this comes back to alignment, is aligning your vision and your goals. It's like having a shared Set of vision and goals. Again, this gets you on the same page. It re- it reduces the amount of friction and resistance that you're going to have in your business. Because one thing that will undo your business faster than anything else is when you have discontent amongst your um, your partners. And I might be talking about you know having one business partner. You might be in a business where you have more than one business partner. And the more business partners you have. In your business, the more complex it becomes because you're dealing with more personalities. But if you follow these very simple, uh, yet sometimes difficult—you know, for some people difficult—because we don't look at them in the in the in this manner. Um, if you look at them this way, then it makes it so much easier. It doesn't matter if you have one business partner or five business partners. If you employ this set of Cadence or rules to the way in which you select your business partnerships, then things are going to be a lot easier. Things will run a lot smoother. It might not happen like instantly, and you might make a mistake or two along the ways. But in the main, I have found this to work extremely well. And nine times out of 10, you will be picking the right type of person for longevity of your business partnership. And friendship long term, if you follow these simple things. The next thing I want to say is that you're looking for somebody who's going to be present. You want, you know, they're sharing that vision. They have you've got the same level of, you know, the same goals, same beliefs, the same values, but you want the person to be present with you and you want to feel that presence. So when you're on team meetings or you are, you know, you're catching up to talk about business, um, you know, business topics, the direction of where your business is going, you want that person to be fully present with you. Now, what does that mean? That means, listening employing a not just listening but actually hearing what it is that each person within that partnership has to say that they are here with you and not over here doing you know not over um you know distracted by other things that they're present and they're not causing disruption in the in in your business setting so really 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 important I can tell you it's a for me it's one thing that really annoys the crap out of me when somebody I don't feel that somebody is absolutely present and paying attention to what it is that you are that what it is that you are doing because if you don't get their presence if you don't feel like they are present with you again that's one of those things that can cause discontent because you then start thinking that maybe this person doesn't have the same level of commitment or passion about the project that you do, and it can create a really, I suppose, an unbalanced environment. The next thing I want to say is that I'm looking for somebody who's a really strong executor. So not only can they bring to the table, and this this is really important in the early stages of your business partnership, and if you are in the startup phase, Why? Because you are going to need to have somebody who's going to be able to carry the load with you. You've all heard the term, you know, many hands make light work. It's, it is that. It's like everybody comes to the table, everybody lifts the load together. And that way you make light work of it. So you don't want to feel like you've brought somebody on and that you've actually got somebody who's not carrying the load with you. You know, you're trying to hold it. It's like, Oh my God, this is so damn heavy. And this person is kind of swanning along at the back just with, you know, one finger on the um, on the load, so to speak. So we want to make sure that you're, you've you got somebody in those early stages who is absolutely committed and is going to be carrying the load with you. That's the strong execution piece and that they're going to go away and actually do what they say they're going to do. They're going to execute and often you need somebody who's going to be able to execute quickly. So you want fast turnaround and being able to do things quickly almost like you're able to pivot and spin on a dime right so it's that it's that terminology when you need to move swiftly you want that person to move with you as as swiftly as you do the next thing you want to look for is for somebody who is self motivated because the last thing that you want to have to do is keep propping your business partner up so you're looking for somebody who's confident who shows up who's competent competent and confident so that you're not having to prop them up all the time because that in itself can be extremely draining if you're having to you know share a lot of your energy that you need to keep yourself propped up you're sharing that energy with other people that has to keep them propped up. So you want to find people that are really self-motivated, that are driven, that have got a level of tenacity. And often you can go back and you can ask them to tell you stories or you can get to know and understand them more understand their life story and their life's journey, and that often leaves clues. History leaves clues. It will leave you clues as to whether or not they're a self-starter, whether or not they have tenacity, whether or not they have drive to be able to make things happen. So you very much want to look for that. The seventh thing that I've got on my list here is somebody who is a good communicator. So, um, you know, I'm always looking for somebody who can kind of, you know, match me or out compete, out compete's not the right word, but outmatch me, that they're able to bring to the table a level of um, discernment and business information and business acumen that really allows to stretch me. Often this can, can be a big mistake that people will be looking for people that are not necessarily at their level. So, so you're looking for, um, for people that you are going to have to almost coach and mentor through the process. When in fact, What you want to do is you want to be looking, you know, like up here, you want to be looking uh, to those that have got maybe a different skill set to you, but they've also been there maybe and have done that and give you in some way, shape or form the ability to be able to feel as though you want to increase your capacity, increase your level of knowledge, increase your speed in which you can deliver things because that creates an environment where you are challenged and I can tell you that an unchallenged mind is a what can be a wayward mind can be one that kind of travels off to other places and becomes distracted very easily so you want to make sure that the environment that you are creating with your business partnership is one that keeps you challenged and keeps you engaged because that's what will keep you uh passionate and engaged on the project and the and the uh you know, product and or service and business that you are actually creating. And that person is a good communicator, not afraid to speak up, and that they're able to communicate it in a way that's, you know, not offensive, but equally in a way that they can show up and actually speak the truth without them feeling like they can't do that. So really important that we create that type of environment. The eighth thing that I've got on my list is, and it comes back to this discernment, and it's about. You want the person to not only know about their subject matter, but you want them to have this um, a commitment to learning, a commitment to to being uh, to staying aware and abreast of what's actually going on in the marketplace and i want to talk about this in kind of like different layers so it's like in relation to your business but also in relation to your customers businesses so what are the environments that the people that you actually serve what is going on in the in the business environment for them so you want that person to be able to bring to the table their knowledge their expertise but also the learnings that they have. So what have they learned? What are they committed to learning at the moment? And how can they then bring that back to your business so that your business can continue to grow and, uh, and continue to expand? The ninth thing that I've got on my list here, and I think this is like one of the most important things that we look for. And I'm gonna say that I'm very, very lucky that I work in a company called Metadime Digital with a bunch of other women who are who are totally on board with this. We're all in alignment. And it's about creating win 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 situations. For example, creating situations where you can win. So you as the individual can win. Then creating uh, creating opportunities where you as a team can win. And then you're creating opportunities where your customers and your clients and your students, et cetera, can also win when you create that you create this ripple effect you create a not just a win 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 but it then goes on it's like the infinity model right it creates this the, the the infinity matrix where you are winning 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 and it just keeps spreading out to all of the people that you are involved with and you mustn't ever forget how how impactful your the one thing you do has on your business partners, on your customers, on your students, on your clients, on their customers, so on and so forth. So you want to be very cognizant of that and really understand that you want to be creating those win-win-win situations. That's how you create longevity and uh, and profitability and stability in your business long-term. And then the last thing I've got on my list, which is number 10, is this thing I call authenticity. But I want to, I want to call it more about living your truth. So, so, so someone's showing up and actually being truthful with what it is that they believe in. So, if I come back to, you know, the values, being truthful about their values, living their truth, being authentic about those, showing up in a way that is absolutely them, that they're not, they're not there trying to be somebody else. They're being absolutely themselves and they are there for the betterment of the company. They are the betterment of the team that you've now created, the betterment of your customers and the, you know, and the, the world and the planet um, as a whole. So you're creating like this this um very uh you know balanced natural environment in our businesses we call that the ecosystem. So I just wanted to share those with you today because over the years like I've made some mistakes I've I've um you know had partnerships that I've gone into that have you know, brought me on board simply because of the skill set that I had. I'm not really realizing at the time that I really needed to make a decision based on, you know, these 10 things that I've spoken to you about today, starting with your values, starting with beliefs, starting with, you know, do I really, um, do, does my heart connected to the cause that they are creating? And likewise, when I've brought on some other business partners into my world, I've in the past, I've hired based on their skill set. Now I've learned through, I want to say, learning, you know, you learn through being burnt sometimes that the right way to do it is very much to start at the heart of things, which is the belief system, the values, the shared visions and goals. Them being absolutely present with you, that you actually want to be around this person because you're going to be for a long time. You know, if you do this in the right way, and you're going to be spending a lot of time with them in their brain and understanding, you know, together uh, what it is that you are trying to create. So, when you create that type of envir- environment, they become part of your inner circle and they become part of the inner voice inside of your head. So you want to be very, very careful about the sort of people that you allow into that. They want to be self-motivated, good communication skills. They want to have business and market awareness. I'm just, I'm just recapping for you guys now. And you want to be able to create a win, 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 win type scenario. And you want to be able to show up and you want to be able to be authentic and also allowing them to be authentic and being truthful. That means telling the truth, being truthful, living your truth. And all of that comes down to living your life unlocked. So I want to say thanks very much for joining me today. Um, we'll talk a little bit more in some future episodes about business partnerships and how you create them, because I can tell you now that if you're not thinking about this, if you're always thinking about, I want to keep things to myself. I want to stay a one man band. I want to stay in control. I want to give this, uh, I want to get you to think about this. If you are a solopreneur and you are just doing everything on your own, and then you think about having to compete with a group of people, who is going to win? More often than not, it is the group of people. Why? Because they just have so much. They have, they just are able to move faster, do faster, think faster. Why? Because they've got five times the capacity than you do just by doing it on your own. So if you're not thinking about, um, potential partnerships right now, I will almost guarantee you that somewhere along the lines in your entrepreneurial journey, you are going to be. And I wanted to share with you these traits today. Rather than, you know, go and look for a person that's got the skill set, I wanted to share with you the traits because these are the things that are going to ensure that you keep, that they are the glue that keeps the partnership solid and strong and keeps you together so that you can continue to build the mission and the vision that you have clearly in your mind right now. So I want to say thanks very much for joining me today. I'm going to be back again with another episode of Unlocked on Friday at 10 a.m. Brisbane time. And uh, I'll see you then with another episode. Who knows what I'm going to talk about on Friday, but more likely than not, I'll have something to give away for you guys. So tune in. Friday, 10 AM. Thanks very much, guys. Have a fantastic week. And if you've got some um, some partners with you now, I'd love to hear what it is that you guys are doing. Like what is it that you think maybe are your top three things that you look for in an awesome partner? And if you want to tell me, you know, some of your horror stories, then you can go ahead and tell me some of those too. Because I can tell you that's that often. When we share the horror stories, they're actually more uh, valued valuable to people than sometimes the good news stories. So you know, don't feel afraid to share them too. All right, guys, have a fantastic week, and I'll see you again on Friday. Bye for now.